Abiding Hope Church's podcast of our weekly sermons. For more information about our church, please visit abidinghope.org. Today's reading is from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 22. Then the Pharisees went and plotted to entrap him in what he said. So they sent their disciples to him along with the Heridians, saying, Teacher, we know that you are sincere and teach the way of God in accordance with the truth and show deference to no one, for you do not regard people with partiality. Tell us then what you think. Is it lawful to pay taxes to the emperor or not? But Jesus, aware of their malice, said, Why are you putting me to the test, you hypocrites? Show me the coin used for the tax. And they brought him a denarius. Then he said to them, Whose head is this and whose title? They answered, The emperor's. Then he said to them, Give therefore to the emperor the things that are the emperor's and give to God the things that are God's. And when they had heard this, they were amazed, and they left him and went away. This is the gospel of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So those of you who know me know that I love to travel. If I could do anything in the entire universe and get paid for it, it would be travel. I just, I love it. I love to get out and see things. There's something I find so fascinating about being in other countries and other places and, and seeing just the little differences. One of my favorite things to do when I was living in Germany was just going to a hardware store and see all the different weird gadgets and things that we just didn't have in America. And one of the things that I really loved about travel was looking at other people's money and how they do it. Uh, it, it, it's fascinating to just kind of see. And so I've been collecting monies from uh, around the world for a long time. And, and it was fun for this sermon to kind of go back through and look at it with our kids. And I wanted to show you some of the ones that I have. This, this one is from a trip that I took to Europe. This is a 20 shekel note. And uh, the, the person on this is a guy named Moshe Sheret, and he was the second prime minister of Israel, going all the way back to the very foundation of Israel. And and I just thought that was a really, and, and you've noticed how pretty the bills are and how colorful they are, how different that is from the United States. I got to go to England, and of course, this five pound note, you can probably imagine who's on that. The Queen is on one side, and then Winston Churchill on the other. Uh, simple little note, but just beautiful. And the texture just feels so beautiful. This one I thought was really cool and really interesting. This one is from Haiti. This is a 10, uh, I can't remember what they call it, 10 good note, I think they call it. And this is actually, her name is Suzanne Belair, and she was a freedom fighter with Toussaint. Um, and she was a lieutenant in his army, a woman who was a great fighter, and she's on their 10 good note. Um, what a fascinating picture of this woman as a part of it. Now, I also had my sister who lives over in uh, Asia when she travels. She sends me notes too. And, and this was one I thought was particularly interesting. This is King Rama IX from Thailand. And I just thought that was such a, a stately picture. And then on the back, one of their famous uh, uh, Buddhist statues that they have over there. So King Rama IX. And this is a current picture of a current leader over there. And then thinking about even our own bills and about who we honor on our own currency. 
you know, I had this $5 bill with me and thinking about this great president of ours, Abraham Lincoln, who led us through very turbulent times and, and how hard that was for him. Uh, just thinking about honoring him and how we use currency to honor those in our life, in our country's lives, in our histories, and, and thinking about how we, we live that out. And so it, it makes a lot of sense that when Jesus and the uh, Hebrew leaders were coming together to try to discuss how are we honoring and who are we honoring with all that we are, that the question comes to Jesus. Now, first of all, the rabbis, the teachers, the leaders, they come in a very kind of sneaky way. They, they start with a sort of schmoozing where they're like, we know that you are a good leader and we know that what you say is right and true. And is it okay to pay taxes to Caesar? It seems like almost like two opposite sort of ends of the spectrum of questions there. So the question is much more deeply than should we pay taxes? You see, on every bill, on every coin, it had an image, an impression of Caesar. Stamped on it, an impression on it, and then around the impression of Caesar, it said, Caesar is kurios. Caesar is Lord. Now, if you think about a a good Jewish kid learning up their, their lives. It says, you shall have no other gods above me. It says, it says that you shall make no graven images. It, and, and then here, what you have to do with this coin is you have to keep it in your pocket that says that Caesar is Lord. And frankly, some of those Caesars really thought of themselves as gods on earth. And so this is more than just, should we pay taxes? It's, do we carry graven images in our pockets? Do we carry this image of somebody who calls themselves a God around with us? And then there is the question of taxes. I mean, do we pay the country that is holding on to Israel, that are the, the occupiers of Israel? Do we give them the money that actually pays them to hold us in occupation? It's a tough question because that same money is what did build roads and bring the Pax Romana, which is what they were experiencing at this time. It allowed a, a peace, even if it was an occupied peace. Do we allow those taxes to get in the way of our faith? Do we allow it to get in the way of our, of our national conscience? It's a big question and clearly a trap for Jesus because there's really no good way to answer this. If we say, yes, pay your taxes, then you're saying, well, you're siding with the Romans. And if you're siding with the Romans, then you're saying that uh, they are good and that they, they're conquerors and the people are going to be upset. And if you say, don't pay your taxes, well, then the Romans are going to say, well, you got to get rid of that guy because he's saying that we shouldn't pay our taxes. You know, it's an interesting quandary that Jesus is in. And so I love the way that Jesus answers. He he starts by saying, so which one of you has a coin? So the first thing he does is he traps them because they're carrying one of the coins with them with the graven image. I love that. He says, which one of you has a coin? And so can you kind of look at them looking at each other kind of feverishly and then one like, oh, well, I guess I've got to pull it out and here it is. And then he looks at them and says, whose image, whose impression is on this coin? Who, who is this? And they say, well, it's Caesar. Caesar's impression and he answers simply well then this is what you give to Caesar this impression is what you give to Caesar this is what you owe Caesar but you need to give God what belongs to God give God what is God's so we have to ask what what do we mean what is it that we give that belongs to God what is it that we surrender that belongs to God 
We have to go all the way back to Genesis to remember that story. That in the beginning, when the earth was formless and void, and the spirit hovered over the chaos, and God spoke light into creation, that, that the created world began to flow and to be, and there was uh, sun and moon were created, and, and earth and animals and plants and birds of the air and waters separated from waters. And at the end of it, God says, let us make humankind in our image. That word image, we tend to think of as like uh, a, a mirror, like a reflection. But the word is actually more like an impression. It's more like the thumbprint. It's like the, the thing that is us, uh, that we would impart some of the very essence of who we are into the creation, into this thing that we call humankind. And so God says, let us make humankind in our image male and female, let us create them. Let us make humankind to be a little like us, that we would have that impression of God in the universe. When Jesus says, you need to give God what is God's, it's us. We are what belong to God. Currency, money, all of those things are a part of who we, of, of the world that we live in. But the true essence of what God is, is you and me. That we, that we and what we carry in our body, the, the, the impression, the identity that we are as children of God, are what we owe back to God. And not owe as in a payment, but owe as in this is what belongs to God and we're simply returning and bringing back what belonged to God in the beginning, which is God's own impression, God's own value in the world. When we're in this forward and faith moment and we're talking about this radical generosity, and yes, we, we talk about the monies that we bring. We talk about the resources that we want to offer. We talk about how we want to collect and distribute this so that people may see life, so that people in Haiti, in Indonesia, in, in England, and here in America, that in all of these places, that, that they will experience real life. And yes, resources are a part of that. But the generosity of Jesus is shown most clearly in the ways in which Christ gave all of himself so that you and I might have life. That the generosity of Jesus was that he gave what belonged to God, which is body, soul, heart, mind, spirit, and surrendered that all back over. Through the cross and with the exclamation point of the resurrection, we see that Jesus shows us that the true generosity isn't just in how we give of our time, energy, and resources, but how we give of our heart, soul, mind, and spirit. Jesus calls us. Jesus calls us to be radically generous. And it doesn't start with just a part of us. It starts with all of us. Yes, we render to Caesar what belongs to Caesar. But we also have the opportunity to give back to God what belongs to God, which is your heart, your soul, your mind, your spirit, to die and to rise to be reborn as children of God so that you and I and the whole world might experience real life, the real life that we're called to live, a life of radical generosity. As you consider those gifts that you received in the mail, as you think about those time and commitment cards, I want you to think about what it means that you're giving your whole self back to God. What 
plate, what part of this can we place on the altar and say, this belongs to you, God, because it was simply yours to begin with. I want you to be considering what it means to live in the impression of God, to imagine that in God's heart, you have been stamped like a coin, but you have been given that beginning of God's life and purpose in you. Consider that and think about that and ponder that and pray about that. And then be ready to return that back to God. Let us pray. Holy God, we give you thanks and praise for the creation, for all that you have made here in this field, in the mountains, in the sky, for the sun that shines and the moon that brings light to the night. And God, we thank you for our very body, our very created selves. We thank you, God, that you have impressed in us who you are. That is your love for all things. God, as we have witnessed in the Christ, the surrendering of all things through the cross and resurrection, make us ready to die and rise so that everything we have, we can return to you. Show us the way of radical generosity and open in us new ways of bringing life back to the world through us and through our gifts. Strengthen us through this journey in the name of love whose name is Jesus.